Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap. America's largest pheasant farm is ramping up their biosecurity measures to help prevent their flock from highly pathogenic avian influenza. I'm Taylor Schaefer for the Midwest Farm Report. McFarland Pheasants in Janesville is home to nearly 400,000 birds. They're recognized internationally for their quality in pheasants, including chicks, eggs, and their food products. Owner Bill McFarland paints a picture of what his operation truly looks like within such a unique industry to the state of Wisconsin. Started in 1929 by one of my uncles, and we've been raising pheasants ever since then, and that's primarily what we do is raise pheasants and partridges. We don't farm or many do many other things. We'll hatch 2 million pheasants and partridges this season between the primary season being April through July that we hatch. And the birds we hatch, we sell about half of them or even a little more than that to other people. And then the, one, the rest of them we keep and raise them ourselves in netted pens called covered pens. That's an uh, enclosure that is wire on the sides and polyethylene netting over the top. And we have 200 acres of netted pens on our farm. And we raise about 2,000 birds to the acre. So we have room for 400,000 birds when our pens are all filled. During the spring, as the numbers dwindle, we eventually sold last year's birds off. The population of the farm is lowest in March and April, which is a good thing because that's when even influenza is most prevalent, is when we have the least birds outside on the farm. You mentioned how avian influenza is most prevalent in the spring, and with its current presence in Wisconsin, there have been some restrictions placed on poultry movement, and producers are also increasing their biosecurity measures on the farm to help protect their flock. What have you really done at McFarland Pheasants Bill to adapt to these guidelines? What's really changed for you since the first outbreak in Wisconsin that we had back in March? Avian influenza is a big threat. It's something that we worry about. And there are things we can do to reduce the possibility of getting infected. But when there's commercial poultry operations in the country that have high levels of biosecurity breaking with avian influenza, it kind of takes your breath away. Because here we are with our pheasants outside. So the type of things that we put into effect are things like a tire wash station when you come in, limiting visitor traffic, practicing biosecurity when going from one flock of birds to another, such as boots and coveralls. We've done lots of things, but the bottom line is our birds are outside, and it's kind of hard to control a lot of things when the birds are outside. It turns out that very few pheasant farms have been breaking with avian influenza. There are two that broke, but in both cases, the farmers were raising ducks right alongside the pheasants, and ducks are known to be carriers of avian influenza. So in those two cases, they really increase the chance of having troubles by by their management practices. On our farm, we've not had any avian influenza, and we aren't sure exactly why. We think it's because... Birds like ducks cannot get into the pens. They can't fly through the nets, and they don't perch on things. So they don't sit in the pens. So I don't think there's contact between ducks and pheasants in our operation, and that must be the reason we figure that we're not getting getting the disease. And I can imagine that a really large market for you is higher-end grocery stores, cruise lines, or even those white tablecloth restaurants. So thinking about the many different facets of your business, How has avian influenza really impacted your sales? Has it restricted international shipment or even domestic sales here in the United States? It's tremendously affected us. We've developed a good international market, especially selling eggs into Europe. We had an order for eggs 
had to cancel it because Sweden put an embargo on U.S. product from certain areas, including states that had had outbreaks, and Wisconsin had an outbreak. So our international business for eggs and chicks was affected dramatically, not as much as it was five years ago. Five years ago, other countries put embargoes on the entire country, whereas now embargoes are more likely to be state or even just counties. There are several countries that are embargoing eggs from the United States if they're from a county like Jefferson County, but that does, did not affect us. As far as within the United States, things are radically different than they were five years ago during that outbreak. I guess it was seven years ago, 2015 is when the outbreak occurred last. In 2015, there were a number of states that just flat out did ban us from being able to go into their state with birds or to even go across their state on a highway to get to another state. Most all of that has been worked out now, and with the correct health certificates and the correct paperwork, we've been able to ship our birds where, where we want to in the United States. It's a little bit of a extra amount of work, but certainly nothing that can't be done, and we're able to move birds. It's a big success. And that's certainly a good thing that you still have the ability to move birds given the situation. But have you really been able to keep up with demand in terms of finding employees or even having enough product as your sales have expanded? Well, things have changed in the last couple of years. With employees, it's just changed dramatically. The wage structure we had a few years ago just today wouldn't attract hardly anyone. The wages have increased probably 2 or $3 an hour from what they were a few years ago, and sometimes some since instances even more. So that's forced us to pay more, which is has to be passed on in the price of the goods we sell. As far as processed birds for food, which is about 10% of our business is sale of processed or eviscerated poultry, we have really struggled because we, with COVID, we kind of geared things down a little bit because we were afraid that the market might not still be there for our pheasants. One of our biggest markets for dressed or eviscerated poultry is cruise lines. And when the cruise lines started dropping, we thought it would be prudent to reduce production. And then all of a sudden, this big wave of business came. So we are struggling to get back up to where we're not, where we have enough birds for the orders. We have more orders than we have product at this point, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. But we'd like to be able to get back up to those numbers we had a few years back. And you know, Bill, with such a unique industry, not a lot of people think of pheasants when they think of Wisconsin. What is it that keeps the business going and keeps that passion alive for pheasants here in the state? Well, certainly COVID has changed the people's actions. You know, people want to go skiing or they want to go boating. And the visits to hunting preserves where pheasants are released and then hunted is on the upswing because it's an outdoor activity. So that's one reason that pheasants just got along, caught up along with other outdoor activities, and it's been good for the pheasant industry. As far as for me, there's a history in Wisconsin of people eating wild game, and pheasant falls into that category, and people perceive it as healthy for them to eat. So I think that's for Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a good place to raise pheasants. The temperature and the, the location is of our farm in, in Wisconsin results in us being more successful because we don't get the heat like they do down south of the, in the country. And in Wisconsin, we get a, a nice amount of snowfall. It's really a good place to raise pheasants. Again, that's Bill McFarland, owner of McFarland Pheasants, who shares more about how he is protecting his flock from highly pathogenic avian influenza. 
He says he credits their refined biosecurity measures like limiting farm visitors, increasing hygienic measures, and restricting interaction with other avian species for their ability to keep avian influenza off the farm. You can find McFarland pheasants online at pheasant.com. And more information about avian influenza prevention measures, signs of illness, and counties with positive cases can be found on the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection website. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Taylor Schaefer. Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long.